hello and welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. I'm your host, Kyra Matthews, and I help creatives and creative business owners overcome self-doubt, create money and unshakable confidence. Hello, hello. It's another Wednesday. How are you doing? I just want to start off by saying thank you for all the love that you're showing this podcast. You guys are downloading it and sharing it and tagging me like crazy. It's been so, so much fun. I got a really juicy episode for you. Like, you guys have been giving me so much love. I just wanted to give you another little treat, I guess. So today's episode is about something that we all love thinking about and talking about as creatives. It's about rejection. I can't promise that I will never sing to you again on this podcast. <laughs> I make no promises or apologies for that. But rejection comes up time and time again for the people that I work with, for the clients that I work with. There are so many things that we would be doing and achieving and having as creatives if we weren't so afraid of rejection and if we really knew what, how to handle it. So today's episode is actually an audio training that I have only reserved for clients that work with me, but I've decided, you know... I guess Christmas is coming up, the spirit of giving. I've decided to drop that audio training here on the podcast so you can listen to it for free. I know, you're welcome. It is so, so good. You're gonna wanna have this episode like literally on speed dial. I tell my clients, listen to this before you do something really crazy and scary and listen to it after you do something really crazy and scary. It will totally shift the way you think about the things you're afraid of. And I've had clients who have listened to this and gone on to make the biggest months in their business who have taken what I've said in here and they've gone on to do Instagram sales of their products and all sorts of magical wins. So, you know, don't sleep on this. Before we get into today's episode and before I let you off to listen to all of this juiciness, if you are currently feeling a bit demotivated or you're feeling like giving up because you're comparing yourself and scrolling about on Instagram and you're worried about money and essentially you're thinking of giving up the dream because you think you're not talented enough or because you think what you have to offer isn't good enough it isn't cutting the mark I want you to know that so many of the people that choose to work with me start that way and the result that I help them create inside their creative practice and inside their business is that they know how to get clients and customers they feel confident and empowered when showing up on Instagram, doing Instagram stories and Instagram lives. And they're able to connect with people who love to pay them for their creative vision. I call this the well-paid creative. If you are wanting to get in on this action and step in to being the boldest, brightest, most well-paid version of yourself, you might want to 
book in a session with me. I do three 30 minute consultations. And if I feel like we're a good fit, I will suggest a way you can work with me. Now, currently at the moment, my group program Stuck to Unstoppable is closed. I'm not sure when I'll be running it, but currently you can work with me for a period of three months where we literally take your creative business from stuck to unstoppable success, or you can book in a 90 minute sesh power hour session with me. If you would like to do that, DM me on Instagram the word more, and I will get you booked in for your 33, your free 30 minute consultation. But now, it's time for that amazing training on rejection. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, you. Today I'm going to talk about a very fun topic. I'm going to be talking about rejection. And I say it's a fun topic and I'm not lying. Like I fell into a complete hole um, researching this for you I find it so fascinating rejection for us as creators for us as humans shapes so much of our life and our experience being a creative creating work and yet it's something that we often resist we think I don't want to be rejected and this training and this audio training came up or I should actually say I was inspired to create it because it came up in a coaching call and I realized that there's so much for us to learn by digging deep and getting into this rejection that this is what this audio training is about. So if you are experiencing rejection or if you feel like you're being held back because you're afraid what other people will think, what if they say no, what if you look silly, listen up because this training is going to blow your mind. And I'm not freaking kidding. Um, what you'll hear in this training will shape your creative career and what you are able to, to do and what your limitations are. Okay. So I want you to think of rejection as a part of life. It's the everyday part of humanity. Whether you are creative, whether you are a lawyer, whether you are a parent or a um you have a partner you know there's always this back and forth rejection um, and communication between humans but I want you to think of rejection as if like a sculptor at a rock okay so every interaction that you have with someone is like chiseling away at a piece of rock and so rejection can either shape your life so it chisels away at this piece of rock and you are left with something that is totally unrecognizable it's you, but it's also not you. It's a shell of you. It's the worst parts of you. This is happens when you sort of perceive rejection so much that your client says, hey, do this and you do this. And then you look at your portfolio a couple of months later and you're like, what the fuck? That is hideous. That's almost what that is like. But on the other side, that sculpture and the rejection that you're experiencing could be molding your life into the most beautiful piece of art. It could be molding your life into everything that you want, everything that you've asked for. And it's not about if you receive rejection or you don't. It is about understanding that you will experience rejection and it is what you will do with it. 
you are the sculptor carving the rock it's up to you if you want to carve something that is unrecognizable and not what you want or if you actually want to take responsibility take control and start carving your masterpiece, which every single human on this earth has the power to do. Okay, so I wanna set the scene as it came up in the coaching call that I had. So the circumstance was that my client was hired by a brand to do some art direction. They submitted a board, the brand had some opinions about the board, and in any case, they decided to change the direction and asked for work to be recreated. Then my client experienced feeling rejection. She described it as a knot in her stomach. Okay. So the decision that we have the opportunity to make as humans, as creatives in this world, is not do I experience rejection or do I not? The decision you have is that once you perceive that rejection, to accept it or to resist it. So resisting it is like a stain that will poison every inch of your life. It's like red wine on a white sofa. And when you start to resist it, every communication now that you have with the client becomes life and death. You start to think that, oh my gosh, like if they don't like my work, does it mean that they're not gonna hire me on their next job? Like, will I even get paid? You start to have those very fearful thoughts. You start to narrow in on the client. You forget your life's vision and you start to narrow in on this experience because you're having a stress response to them um, choosing a different board or going in a different direction. You start to turn into a fake d- version of yourself. Essentially, you start people pleasing. You start, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. You know, they will ask, you start um, making yourself smaller so you can try to fit and try to guess what they want from you. And essentially, they start to you start to gain approval by being a fake version of yourself, by people pleasing. And then you start to experience a disconnection from you and your client because you're not being honest about who you are. You're trying to manipulate their feelings. So you're trying to manipulate them into getting them to accept you or like you or validate you. But what you actually do is you get them to like and accept a fake version of you and it creates dissonance and disconnection because they don't get to see the truth of who you are because you aren't even speaking and you aren't connected to the truth of who you are. Now, I'm sorry, this is just mind blowing to me. And so because you've narrowed in, essentially, when we have a stress response, we narrow in on the thing that we think is causing our stress. So when you narrow in on every word your client says, you know, like this relationship that you have with a client that you now feel is in jeopardy, what happens is you forget your long-term vision, you start thinking in these short-term ways of thinking. You start to think, oh, shit. I should just get a job. I should just do the work for the money because I don't know when the next money is going to come in. Like this relationship that I have with the client, it's not going as well as I thought. And you start 
scrapping and hustling and think start applying for loads of jobs and what is essentially happening is that because you've narrowed in on this rejection you have this stress response and now your body is in a fight or flight mode your body and your mind is now trying to protect you and then a common thing that comes up for creative freelancers is thinking oh I'm just not good enough I'm just going to go get a job and I'm going to give up on my dreams so essentially you betray yourself for the approval of others and self-betrayal is the most painful and deadliest form of betrayal and six months later you look at your portfolio and you hate it you think that doesn't represent who I am you're working a job that you perhaps don't like you're working with clients who you'd rather not but you feel tied to because of the money and I want you to understand that you have created all of that because of your fear of rejection and resisting the emotion so if this is something that we don't want to create, what is the opposite? What does it look like to perceive rejection and to accept it and for that direct rejection to actually be shaped into a beautiful sculpture? Something that powers you forward, empowers you, invigorates you, adds to your creative process. Well, the first thing that we need to do is separate the fat from the story. So at all times, no matter what we're seeing, there is the fact of what is of the situation and then there is the story that we add to it. So the fact are the neutral set of events, the neutral things that are happening outside of us and our story is the meaning we apply to those facts. And you're probably listening and you're already putting the pieces together that are the story that we have of the world, the story that we have of our place inside the world, the story that we create in our mind with our imagination, with our powerful imagination, often is the source of our misery and our suffering and our pain. Okay, so you submitted a board to a brand and they don't accept it. What does this mean? What story can you create? Really, if you want to be empowered, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing if you put your work out there and somebody doesn't accept it and somebody dislikes it or they hate it or they decide to move away from it and pick something else, it means absolutely nothing but the meaning that you give it. And here's why it means nothing, because your greatest purpose in this world is not to get someone to accept your vision. It's not to get one person or one client or one opportunity and for that, them, that person to accept your vision. That's not your life purpose. What is your life purpose? It's to be a creative and have a fulfilling, successful, abundant career. It's to have options to choose. I'm going to work with this person and that person and I'm going to travel. It's to be known for your vision, for your creative taste, to be an expert at what you do, to be the greatest stylist or the greatest writer or the greatest designer for what you do. So if one, you have a situation where one person rejects it or one person decides, you know what, this is not for me, it does absolutely nothing to the 
overall vision of your life. At the end of the day, when you read someone's life on Wikipedia or you read in an autobiography, it's not their rejections that are the reason why you remember them. It's the fact that during those times of rejection, during those times when they had the choice to weaken themselves and shrink themselves, they didn't. They held faith to the vision of their future. It's like that movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith when he is getting kicked, knocked, slapped around the head hundreds of times. It's heartbreaking to watch that movie because you're like, fuck, dude, like it's not working. Like your dream is not working. There's even a scene where he sleeps in a public subway toilet with his child and I just freaking sobbed watching that. It's painful. You can feel the rejection through the screen. But that movie is inspirational because it is his blind faith in his vision of the world that keeps him going. I am getting fucking chills. Can you feel it? When you're working with your client, can you see your vision? Can you hold it clear in your mind? Let go of the expectation that one good conversation with a client is going to lead to your lasting success and that one bad conversation is going to lead to your downfall. Nobody does one workout and think, great, yeah, now I'm healthy. Nobody has one freaking salad and is like, yeah, you know, now I'm healthy. If you were thinking about health, you would say, okay, I'm going to eat these kind of foods for a sustained period of time and then I'm going to become that kind of person that I want. And that's how you need to think about it. Okay, I'm going to work with different clients and have different experiences and I'm going to learn over a sustained people of a sustained period of time and that's how I'm going to get stronger and better and fulfill my life's mission. And the reason why you can't have or let me back up a a minute, because what I've noticed in the people that I speak to and the people that I work with is that they're like, oh, I, you know, I'm working with someone and then something goes wrong on set, for instance, and then you feel like, oh shit, something's gone wrong, it's all my fault, and you feel like it's an attack at your self-esteem or your self-worthiness, you're like, they're not going to hire me again because I've done something wrong, and you know, they're not going to pay me. And what essentially you are asking for is you're asking for your artwork or whoever enters into a business transaction with you, you're asking them to prove to yourself that you're worthy. You're saying, hey, like work with me, but also show me that I'm worthy of acceptance of love of money and all the things that I want. I want to just let you know that there is no human on earth that has the power or the capabilities to do an accurate an accurate assessment on your worthiness no one in earth is fully equipped to judge whether you're good enough for your dreams or whether you're not good enough for your dreams because why because when someone's entering a business transaction with you they have probably only known you for a short period of time even if they've been following your work for three years like you know some people follow my instagram and they've been following it for a couple of years 
even then, they only know a fraction of you. You know, they only know what you put on your website. They only know what you put on Instagram. They only know of you through these emails or through your work. There is a whole depth of your humanness that they don't know, they have not seen, and they have not experienced. Meaning that you cannot give someone the opportunity to judge whether you will be successful on a very small fraction of what you know, you can do. It's like cooking a meal for a friend and, you know, they don't like this one meal you do and they decide that everything you cook forever is bad. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work like that. Stop giving people, the clients that you work with, responsibility for your well-being and your worthiness. Give it to yourself. It is your responsibility to find that worthiness, to find that self-love within you. It is not your client's job to prove to you that you are worthy and that you are capable. Remember, just like a movie, this is your story. What will you make it mean if somebody rejects you? And I hope you're choosing to make it mean something empowering and something that fuels you forward. And just an interesting note, I know at the beginning of this audio training, I said how I find like researching and studying rejection like fascinating and one of the things that really caught my eye is that when you google what is rejection the word abandonment comes up and I feel like the word abandonment is a very heavily charged word if you are someone who perceives that they had been abandoned in childhood by your parents or by maybe your teachers or you know, you suffered any kind of emotional abuse or neglect, abandonment is something that you're going to be really hypersensitive and hyper aware to, aware of. You're going to really want to move away from that as much as possible. And so when we get situations where people are like, oh, I want to move forward on this idea, but I'm afraid of what people will think, it's because they perceive the outcome of being rejected equal to abandonment. And now this is deep because when you start to feel abandonment, it shakes your sense of grounding and it makes us feel like we're separated from the tribe. We start to feel alone and we start to feel helpless and not in control. And if you Google on Wikipedia, being frequently rejected is predictive of mortality. It's predictive of death. That's what our body tells our mind. Because rejection poses a threat to our four fundamental needs. And now an economist, Manfred Max Neef, said that we have four fundamental needs. We have the need for belonging, the need for control in social situations, the need to maintain high levels of self-esteem and the need to have a sense of a meaningful existence. So that is what is happening when your body essentially perceives rejection. It thinks that you don't belong, that you don't have control in a social situation, that you aren't, your self-esteem is being attacked and that you don't have a meaningful existence. But when you think about that, 
someone saying, hmm, no, I don't like this. And when you think about your life's vision, when you hold both of them in your hand, someone's opinion and the reason why you've been brought to this earth, your mission on this earth as a creative, you start to realize that just because you are feeling these emotions and vibrations of rejection doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. Your body is just responding to old conditioning that's been conditioned there since the dawn of time, like being part of a tribe in the old days, in the caveman days, meant survival. So when your body perceives rejection, nothing has gone wrong. And this is how I kind of like to think of rejection. And I hope that this story kind of like flips things and put things into perspective like for you. So rejection is kind of like getting your ears pierced or any piercing. You want the success at the end. You want the ear piercing and the earring at the end. But you know to get there, you have to go through some discomfort. You have to allow someone, you have to go and sit in a chair and allow someone to come at you with a small sharp needle and make a hole in your ear. So you decide to do this and you decide to get your um, ear pierced. You've got, you've got to coach yourself all the way through. You have got to book the appointment, arrive on time. You've got to sit in that chair. You've got to expect the pain and let it come. And then like any other piercing, you've got to clean it, check on it. You've got to review it, evaluate it. What happened? What's the facts of this situation? What is the story that I'm telling myself? Is the story that I'm telling myself keeping me moving backwards or keeping me stuck? Or is the story that I'm telling myself about this situation empowering me and inspiring me and allowing me to learn and move forward? How can I improve? What was I thinking about myself when this happened? What was I feeling about myself when this happened? And guess what? Two weeks later, you're going to go through this whole process again because you on the other side pierced. But just because you've had one ear pierced doesn't mean that the other side won't hurt. It will. But now you know that every time you feel that pain, you learn something from it. You grow. You know that rejection and discomfort and um, pain is part of your experience as a human. And you open yourself up fully to it because you know what you want is on the other side. Congratulations because you are stronger now. You have built emotional resilience where there was none. You are growing yourself. I just had to take a pause there because if this, this is just literally blowing my mind. And I just want to finish that by saying that the reason why we reflect and reevaluate on the situation and how we how our actions and our thinking sort of created the situation that we're in is because when you start to look at how you're thinking about things everything comes very clear like everything that you want is in how you're thinking and you're feeling another 
going back to the reason why I was inspired to create this training was that the client had said in the chat that she had with me that, you know, the brief wasn't clear. Like she had started, but the brief wasn't clear. The client was being a bit vague, but she didn't say anything about that. She just continued with the work. And when you are coming, approaching working with clients from a place of needing to get their acceptance, you set yourself up for failure. You set yourself up for the rejection in which you fear. You self-sabotage yourself. Because you had an option, an opportunity to speak and say, hey, like, I'm not kind of clear what you want, but you chose not to. When you start working on a brief and you're not sure what the outcomes are, you self-sabotage yourself. And there's some pleasure in doing that because then you hold on to this defense that you have and wave it in the end, wave it in the air. You're like, hey, I know that this didn't work out and I'm perceiving rejection, but, you know, the brief wasn't clear, so I don't have to take responsibility for this thing. And that's usually how our mind is programmed to work on things. However, now I hope that this training is inspiring you to take stock of what's happening so you can really be in control of what you're thinking, feeling and doing so you can move forward. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Hey, you creative. Are you just about done feeling stressed out about money? Are you over comparing yourself to your friends and scrolling through Instagram just feeling shit as you look at everybody else's accomplishments? Well, it might be time to book in a call with me and let's explore what it will look like for us to work together. I've helped so many of my clients overcome the comparison, overcome their self-doubt, and now they never look back. They're able to work on the creative projects of their dreams. And you know what? I want the exact same for you. So if you are interested, you need to go to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash book a call and book a free 30 minute consultation with me now that's www.kyramatthews.com forward slash book a call to get your free consultation with me now i can't wait to chat to you